فضاؤں میں عقدے نکا جلوہ گر ہے فضاؤں میں عقدے نکا جلوہ گر ہے مبارک 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 ہو پہ ہم مبارک 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 ہو پہ ہم نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم نکاق دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم یہ فرما گئے السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ He's looking every day happy. So I don't know even if there's some good news or something is coming up. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of listeners are telling me as well. Haji Suleiman Esop, he's mashallah. He's always in a good mood. He's my engineer from now till 12-ish, inshallah. Yeah, he's looking full of white, full of, I don't know if it's maybe the light that is burning or maybe. <laughs> he says, my light. So Don't we all want that, my beloved listeners of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Well, I want to welcome the listeners of Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal, and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company. I don't know when last I met them, but I know they are listening and tuning in to the bliss of marriage. It's live on Sirius FM, it's live on Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah. والجماعه today is the 8th of rabiul awwal 1444 corresponding to the 5th of uh, uh, october 2022 well my name is arafat bin ibrahim hatia remember our whatsapp number 08478631332 08478631 uh 32 uh international overseas listeners uh, plus 27847863132 international overseas listeners plus 27847863132 well it's a, a beautiful morning here in johannesburg somebody was telling me that molana uh, arafat uh, i heard i heard it i heard it this morning i heard it Yeah they say that the heat wave is going to be today tomorrow Thursday, Friday I don't know Haji Suleiman is it true yeah today what's what's our degrees today uh 30 30 something I don't know 30 something that's what our beloved engineer is saying Haji Suleiman Esop he says that uh, uh, well I heard now from our beloved Hazrat Maulana Zahid he says Maulana I think it's 33 33 something like it 33 or 35 that's what i heard but anyway of course uh, the heat wave <clears throat> you just need to look after yourself my beloved uh, listeners of markaz uh, <clears throat> sahaba and our beloved listeners of sirius fm uh, on this beautiful wednesday morning let's welcome our beloved to start into the bliss of marriage welcome to the program ustad assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ustad wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh بارك الله فيكم عرفات جزاك الله خيرا اسيدز ريفت سيستر شي وانتس تو نو ذات واي كانت ايمان نوت درينك واتر فروم ذا سيم كلاس از ايمان محرم ليدي ام ريفت سيستر استاد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد اول برايز ديو تو اول مايتي الله the sustainer narisha and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam so first and foremost we must know that the quran teaches us wala taqrabu zina do not even go near fornication and adultery Therefore Islam does not allow physical contact with the opposite gender when they are total strangers 
So when you look at the glasses, you look at the cups and so forth, so we will not say it's absolutely haram or something, but it is what we will call mimbabil adab. It is from the etiquettes. And I told you the verse, Surah Bani Israel, chapter 17, وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا zina. Do not even go near fornication, adultery. إِنَّهُ كَانَ fahisha. It is something that is indecent, obscene. وَسَاءَ sabila And a horrible, terrible path and way. So chapter 17, verse number 32. So here also we should realize that Islam is teaching us if a strange men drink water or cold drink or juice or whatever tea and now you just go and drink from there so we won't say haram but we will say is makru undesirable unethical and so forth and so on for this very reason remember that that islam wants we must not even go near fornication adultery the men must do everything separately the women must do everything separately when we are total strangers to one another See, I tell you, one incident. I don't know if I mentioned it on air or not. When I was in occupied Palestine, the rogue apartheid regime of Israel, so one day they took me in for interrogation, and they kept me for long, asked me this question, this question. I'll give you one question they asked me. They asked me, you went to Iran? I said, yes. You went to Lebanon? I said, yes. You went to Iraq? I said, yes. You went to Pakistan? I said, yes. So like that, every country, so I said, yes. So I said, they told me that you go to all the wrong countries. So I told them, I didn't know I must take permission from you to go where I want to go. So I embarrassed them nicely. <coughs> so they got made, you know. So anyway, so then I told her, no, I must to the lady. I told her that I'm a student of history and I love to go to countries to go and study their history and so forth, meet the people. Then I said that, you know, that we are Muslims, so I go to all these countries and so forth. You know what they did? This is the point you must understand. Then after that, they told me, you must be thirsty. I said, yes, I am. So they brought water for me. They said, yeah, yes, the water. So why they offer you water is not because they are sympathetic or compassionate. They will take that same glass and then they will do a DNA testing and this testing and all these type of things. So imagine that even in that you can't trust the Jutla and the Jew and the Zionist apartheid regime. So when all this happens, so when you going to drink water or the glass you will use from the strange woman or the strange woman will drink from the strange man. So how many other things can go into that person there? So therefore Islam fought hundred years ago and more taught us you must use everything separate when you are strangers so that's the best thing to do listen to this one Ustad I know Mufti AK you will think I sound stupid but I'm currently not happy because my wife picked up a lot of weight and this is causing my heart not to like her I mean where I work a lot of ladies look after the figure you think it sounds stupid Mufti AK anonymous Ustad so you must remember just turn the question the other way around so you must remember if you decided that now your weight is increasing and so forth and your wife tells you that you know what that now I'm no more interested in you that I like the soccer players or cricket players or the neighbors so what you will say you also will be upset and so forth so simple you don't have to make a mountain out of a molehill so in a case like that you must remember what you should do is this that you must be the one that you bring that some food where she can now start dieting and so forth do exercise at home so so many ways to kill the cat you know don't make a big issue of it and so forth and the biggest mistake you are making is day and night you are looking at this lady that mm. lady and that is what Quran says Surah 4 verses 30 31 see what Quran says I'm reading for you therefore our mother Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha used to say, You the men, you must know Surah Nur, chapter 24, and then you must teach it to your ladies, your wives, your daughters, sisters, mothers, whoever. 
Surah 24, verse 30, You, Ya Rasulullah, Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, tell the believing men, Yahuddu min absarihim, they must lower their gazes, and wayahfadu furujahum, and protect their private parts. When you start ogling, you start staring, all that, then all the woman's fancies and evil thoughts and desires will come. See what Quran says, Zalika azka lahum, that is pure orders for them. And then for the ladies, the same law is given in the next verse, Surah 24 verse 31. Hadith in Kanzul Ummal, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa said when you start ogling, you start staring and so forth at the opposite gender, you look at this one and that woman, so Susie, Annie and uh, all these uh, ladies, then Sahamun means Sihami Iblis. It is one of the poisonous arrows of Iblis and Satan. So you must appreciate your wife and discuss it with her. Not you draw comparison with the ladies that are haram for you. Hmm. Ustaz, uh, how does a lady make herself available for marriage in Islam? Meaning, if she wants to get married, how does she find a suitor? Ustaz, so you must remember from Nabi Adam salam's time, millions of years ago, <coughs> That people are getting married. So how they got married? How your father, mother got married? How your grandparents got married? So you must remember the Western way and the Kufar way. We rejected totally, absolutely, and completely that they will be in school together. They'll be in varsity or college together. Then the dating, then the smooching, and then maybe a tribal also. They will try everything before time. So all that is haram. I just gave you the surah now. Chapter 17 and verse 31. Wala taqrabu zina innahu kana fahisha. So don't even go near fornication and adultery. So in Islam, what we will do is we will tell you as a sister that what you should do, that you should be the one that daily you read two rakat salat. And you beg Almighty Allah, Surah 25, verse 74. So that was Surah 17, verse 32. وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الزِّنَا إِنَّهُ كَانَ فَاحِشَا So chapter 17 and verse 32. So remember that. So then you read Surah 25 verse 74. رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَاتِنَا قُرَّةَ عَيُنَ O Almighty Allah, grant us such spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. And tell your parents, they must pass the word around that our daughter is 16, 17, 18, 20, whatever, and now she wants to settle down and so forth and so on. So you tell your family members. So in that way there, they will come and propose for you. And then I'm giving you one advice, sister. Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La nikaha illa biwaliyin. Nikah is not valid until and unless the guardian gives consent. It's authentic hadith in Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, Ibn Majah, various compilations. So it means your father, your parents, and them must be happy, and then only you get married to that person, and you must make sure he belongs to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, not to the Qadianis and Agakhanis and Shias and all that. These people are not Muslim, they're Kufar. So you must be clear, and that person must be particular, meticulous with his Salat, his income must be halal, and you should be the same age like him, you know, one, two, three years difference, not big, big difference. It's not a must, but that is better and desirable. So that is how you prepare yourself, and you must learn from now how to cook. If you know how to cook properly, you know how to look after a house, you already won the heart of the husband. Once you win the heart of the husband, then you will win over his credit card, debit card, and everything. <laughs> Ustad, let's understand this question, Ustad. It says a question on Idda, uh, according to Shafi. Uh, my finances began on the 1st of August. No husband, wife, and relationship. Talak was issued on the 15th of August. First menses began on 1st September, 2nd and 1st October, and the third menses due uh, uh, 1st November. When does Idda end, according to Shafi, Ustad? Almighty Allah Jalla teaches us in Surah 2, verse 228, 227, 228. Go read it. 
وَالْمُطَلَّقَاتُ يَتَرَبَّصْنَ بِأَنفُسِهِنَّ ثَلَاثَةَ قُرُوا So remember that when a woman is issued talaq and divorce, then according to the Hanafis, then and Hanbalis, salaatata quru means three menses. So first cycle must finish, second period must finish, third menses must finish, then the iddat is finished. So you, you work it out now, so your husband gave you a talaq. So now you go through one period, or the Shafi'is and Maliki say three periods of cleanliness. So now the first period of cleanliness, then second period of cleanliness, then third period period of cleanliness when the third period of cleanliness comes meaning the fourth menses start then remember then you will say that your iddat is expired according to the shafi'i school so easy way for you to remember like that somebody is saying yo ustad i have been listening to the haram radio stations for the last 10 years at work i have tuned into Merka sahaba since last ramadan and have not gone back to my old habits. Alhamdulillah. Jazakumullah khairan for assisting me in my transformation and I have learned a great deal from this station. Allah Ta'ala continue to take you from strength to strength and may Allah Ta'ala grant you a long life. Ustad, Amin. Barakallahu feekum, brother, sister, Allah Jalla Wala grant us all ikhlas, sincerity, grant us all istiqamah, steadfastness, and most important, all may Allah Jalla Wala grant us kabooliyat. Amin. Kabooliyat means acceptance by all may Allah Jalla Wala because He, all may Allah states, inna ma yadakabbalullahu min al-muttaqeen that all may Allah does not accept from anybody and everybody everybody kulluman habba wa dabba harkas wa naqas as we say in arabic and urdu so allah only innama fa hasar and qasar allah only accepts from those who have taqwa and true piety chapter 5 and verse number 27 so therefore my sister my brother for us for yourself for everybody we always should read the dua which khalilullah nabi ibrahim alayhi salatu salam read and you know the story of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, Surah chapter 2, verse 127, 128, Rabbana taqabbal minna, Oh, beloved Allah, that you accept from us these humble, broken efforts. Verily, Ya Allah, you are the one who is all-hearing and all-knowing. So that is what we should always beg and aspire for. And obviously, with us, we have our sister radio stations who patch into our programs like now we have Sirius FM so mashallah the listeners benefit there as well so we thank our brother Faisal Asmal and Yusuf Asmal Allah Jalla reward them at the for example that morning time like tomorrow 4.30 the Azan goes or today's Tafsir for example then remember that's Radio Ansar they come into our programs and so forth and they carry it live so Allah Ta'ala reward their direct actors as well because remember they're on FM so many many more people can listen so Allah Jalla Allah guide us all to the truth and keep us steadfast and grant us acceptance there's a student of Dean says Muftis up see here my husband is in financial difficulties his parents are well to do he says I should not approach them for assistance and if I do he will divorce me he says Allah will provide is this right to start so you must remember yeah, there are three issues. Issue number one is this, that you are married to him three years, five years, ten years. You'll have two or three children. Your husband is in financial problems, right? Now we have to pose this question. Notwithstanding the problem, financial problems he has, is he providing for you, the wife? Is he providing for the children? So if he's doing that, then leave him that he will have his ways and means and all that, so remember so. But if he's important, so you then he's right, you don't have to approach his parents and all these things. Second one is this, that if he is imposing upon you, the wife, that he say no, that now you must spend your money on him or on the children and on yourself and so forth, and he's not going to spend, so that is haram. Remember that the owner's responsibility is on the husband, not on the wife, to feed the wife, to feed the children, sustain them, maintain them, maintain 
entertain them. Boarding, lodging, everything is upon him. Roti, kapra, makan, the shelter, the house, the medical, the food, clothing, everything is upon him. So if he's doing that, then you must tell him that, okay, what I must do now? You want, I must use my money and so forth. So who's going to repay all this money and so forth and so on? You say, I mustn't go to your parents and all that. So who must I go to? And what must we do here? With you must put the ball back in his court and so forth. And you, the husband, you're just being foolish and childish and so forth. That you are too arrogant and therefore you are in this problem here. That you are in big problems. So now you want to show your parents, no, that I can, I don't come by you and I won't do this. So go to your parents if you are in dire straits. And remember, tell them to help you. If you don't want it pro bono and free of charge, tell them to give you a loan, half a million, quarter million, hundred thousand, whatever and in that way maybe you can come mm. out from your financial jam and so forth so now to come because you are in problem now you threaten your wife with talaq and divorce all that is foolishness and childish on your part remember you should ask your wife for forgiveness for that foolish statement mm. beautiful advice Ustad uh, somebody says here Muftisab <clears throat> the girl's family is asking me for reference for a boy in my family he is a Bombay bad boy and party animal his mother is Rani Mischief Maker. I should say the truth or should, should I just make it to Ustad? Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Innal mustashara mu'tamanun, authentic hadith in Mishka Sharif, Mustada Ahmed. See, I tell you what you must say. So many a time people contact me, they say, you know this family, that family, all that. And we know that boy or that girl is not good. So now you don't have to go and give the history and geography that that boy is busy with party and his mother and grandfather and grandmother and all, bring everybody's own. Just say like this. I say they want to know about that boy. So I say if I had a daughter, I would not have given her to him in marriage. Mm -hmm. They want to know about that girl there, for example. So I then say, if I had a son, I would not tell him to go and propose there. So the answer is there, and you spoke the truth. So Habibuna said, when people make mashura with you, they consult with you, so you must be honest and speak the truth. See in English if you understand it. I hope you understand the answer because this is gymnastics in semantics, a play of words. Today, our people, most of them and majority of them, when you ask them for mashura consultation and their right opinion, then they will not give you the candid opinion. Candid, C-A-N-D-I-D. They will give you a candied opinion. Candy, you know when you give sweets and candy, so that you call candy, D-Y. So remember, so people are not honest today. And in Islam, that's totally wrong. When somebody asks you, and you know, that give us mashura, that this person is proposing, so you must be honest to them, but you don't have to go into too much details. Just say, if it's my son, my daughter, my family, then definitely we will tell them, no, we're not interested. So that is how you cut the long story short and they get the answer also. Whenever I go overseas for work, Mufti Saab, uh, my mother instigates my wife against me. When I come home, they both waiting for me like lions, waiting to pounce on me like lions. Mufti Saab, I bend them from each other. Ustad. So, my brother, you went to New York, you went to London, you went to Dubai alone and where and where and you came back. So the BV was there, the wife, the mother was there. So what happens? So BV Nepucha, that the wife asked, Merili Akialaya, what you brought for me, what gift and so forth. And Walida Nepucha and the honorable mother asked, Beta, Osan, Kanakaya, did you eat? So that is the difference. You must remember that one is a love that has some motive in it. And the other one is a form of pure, pure love. So if you want, you must remember that one way is good that they're seeing eye to eye. They're not fighting with one another because you must remember that they are saying that you mustn't go alone overseas so much. Just now you go to Dublin and double hawker wapas You go to Ireland, Dublin, you come 
come back double, then what will happen? So that's the message they're trying to tell you. So you can't tell them that they must sever ties with one another. You can tell them they must curtail ties with one another. Sever ties means that you tell them they can't speak to one another at all. No salam, no kalam. That's wrong. You can't do that. You must tell them they must curtail ties <coughs> if you feel that this is harmful to your marriage and so forth and so on. But you also must use your common sense. You know in this day and this age, days of fitna, this. <laughs> you at the airport is fitna. You know you're traveling alone is fitna. You stay in the hotels is fitna. So wherever you are and you're alone, therefore the hadith say, Ar-Rakibu Shaitanun. When a person travels alone, when he can travel two, three, so then he becomes like a shaitan. Yes, emergency and that is different. So remember halfway your, your mother and your wife are right and the other half you must do this what I told you they tell them to curtail ties but not sever ties see Mufti Sab, my in-laws hate me what a passion and now I am pregnant Mufti Sab. how do we tell them we start how do I break the news yeah, tell your husband why you have to break the news they will see your waistline and everything is increasing expanding so you don't have to tell them anything <laughs> that they will see you that you're no more wearing normal clothes you're wearing maternity maternity dresses and this dress you all know better than me all your stories so you must remember tell your hubby or hubby must go and tell his parents <clears throat> That you know what? That the daughter-in-law is pregnant and now grandchild is coming. So that will change their mood. That mm. will change their feelings towards you. So what you're going to do now, my sister, and you, my brother, the parents-to-be, it seems like this is your first child. So read all these duas I'm giving you now, all from Quran Sharif. Chapter 37. Chapter 37 is after Surah Yumaz Yasin, then you get Surah Safat. So when you get Surah Safat, then read Rabbi Habli Minas Salihin. Oh beloved Allah, that grant me, remember, Rabbi Habli Minas Salihin. So Ya Allah, grant me from your side the Salihin. Will mean that pious children, normal children. So keep on reading that, inshallah. Then second one, that you want to cement your relationship with your husband, with your family, and so forth. So Surah 25, verse 74. Oh, beloved Allah, grant us such spouses and such children that are the coolness of the eyes. So that is something wonderful. Daily read it abundantly. You should try and by heart all this. And then remember this, read for your whole family, so for you, your husband, your children to come, that are born now, coming future, your in-laws, everybody, Surah 46, verse 15, 1, 5, the beginning of the 26 Supara, 26 Jews, وَأَصْلِحْ لِي فِي ذُرِّيَّتِي O Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, that bring about reform, piety, goodness in my progeny, in my family. So in that way, inshallah, everybody will be happy. So Allah, and every day give out some charity also. Even it's 50 cent, 1 rand, 2 rand. So Allah Ta'ala will then envelope you with His mercy. I see the sister says, I'm just afraid she mustn't curse. My baby will start. Nobody, if they curse, the curse will not fall on the baby. It will fall on them. So mm. all, whenever you get all these negative thoughts, was wasa, then read, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ آيَةَ الْكُرْسِي And these are all, you was wisufi sudur in nas, the whisperings of shaitan, you must remember. So don't go and worry about all those unnecessary things. Muftisab, I am still battling with my two brother-in-laws who's not willing to take care of their mother since my husband passed away. I went to the Jamiat and to other Mohanas. No one's willing to help me to talk to them, Ustad. So I don't understand the real question. You must remember this. So the way I understand your question now is this, that you are the lady and you got your husband, right? And your mother-in-law is there with you all or you go and make khidmat of your mother-in-law and so forth. 
but your husband's two brothers, they don't seem to be contributing to their biological mother, or they don't come and visit, and so forth and so on. So you went to speak to them, they're not interested. You went to the Jamiats and ulama, they can't do much and help you. So that's how I understood your question. So you should take this as ghanimat, you should take this, you must remember, as something good for you. So what you worried about them? You and your husband, you should say that Allah is giving us this great opportunity that his mother, your mother-in-law, is 75, 80, 90 years old, and now how long she will live? She's a mehman, and few days, few months, and then she'll be gone. Every dua she makes, remember, will be kabul, accepted. Every rand and dollar you spend on her, Allah will multiply it by 10, by 100. I give you my example. So I got my wife and 10 brother-in-laws, meaning that my wife got 10 brothers. So when my mother-in-law was blind and old and sick, so I told my wife, see, with due respect to your sister-in-laws, 10 of them, nobody can make that khidmat and serve your beloved mother like you. Go and tell her we pick her up and she must stay here full time and everything. And if she's happy, I got no problem. We will use it as a means for us. So she was just too happy. And every time she makes dua, Allah accepts the dua. So today you don't have regrets. So leave brother-in-law, leave Jamiat and leave this Maulana and that Maulana. You and your husband keep a little bit big heart. You see, and the husband passed away last Tuesday. So, so fine if your husband passed away. So tell your mother-in-law, come stay with you and so forth. And in that way there, you make the khidmat. And if her own sons are not interested and so forth, so leave them. So they will pay for it. Remember that their big, big empires, all that will crumble in this world. That is what Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. Kullu dhambin insha'afa anhu wa insha'adhaba. Every sin a person perpetrates and commits is Allah's prerogative. Allah punishes them or Almighty Allah forgives them. Illa uquq al-walidain. But when people are disobedient to their parents, both of them, one of them, whether it's mother, father, all that is included. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يُعَجِّلُ uquubatahu لِصَاحِبِهِ فِي الْحَيَاتِ قَبْلَ مُوتِهِ Allah will unleash the punishment on the sons or daughters, whoever it is, in this worldly life, before death overtakes them, go open Mishkat Sharif, Behaki, and so forth. So don't worry about this one, that one, or let call your mother-in-law, make a khidmat. You need finances, so and you don't have anything, so then tell this brothers, you're not going to, then you, their mother, you will arrange zakat for her, and that is how you will sustain her and nourish her. <laughs> Well, uh, it's exactly now uh, 23 minutes to 12. Let's go for an interval. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaa. Well, it's a beautiful, mashallah, Wednesday morning. It's uh, 19 minutes to 12. Uh, we once again, inshallah, welcome the listeners of uh, uh, Sirius FM and, of course, of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Yes, our beloved Fadilatul Ustad. Uh, I know Ustad will be leaving, inshallah, going to Durban, I think, today. Uh, listeners wants to know what is Ustad's uh, uh, schedule in the program, Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Inshallah, we'll be in Durban and the program will kick off and start today. So all programs after Isha and at all venues, 7.45, quarter to 8 is Isha Jamaat. So tonight, Wednesday night, Inshallah, we'll be in Tonga. That is the railway masjid where Mawana Padia is the imam. So that's Wednesday night, Inshallah, Aziz. And then tomorrow night, Thursday night, day in Vellum, where our Mawana Abid is there's you know there's two three masjids so therefore i just tell you the imam there and then friday avalon inshallah where the capital group mona randeri and them are and then inshallah friday after asr there's a nikah and mona arafat will announce it the details i'll just announce it quickly now and then i'll be there in sikau lake masjid taqwa that is asr time jamaat day is five o'clock asr and then after Isha, I will be there as well in the Masjid Taqwa, Sikau Lake. And then Saturday night in Jami Masjid there, inshallah, the big masjid in Stengar.
anger, so that will be Saturday night. Yes, the nikah is, mashallah, on Friday, and because in nikah program now, bless of marriage, so now mind Mohan Arafat will announce it again. So it is my sister's grandson, Hafiz Ridwan Muhammad, our Yunus Muhammad's son, and my niece's son also, mashallah. So he's getting married to, inshallah, Raisa, and Raisa Umar, her father's name, Haji Adam Umar, mashallah. So the nikah will be after Asar, so on on Friday, inshallah, Aziz, this Friday, yeah. So inshallah, we will be having the kirat and still with lecture, and then we'll perform the nikah and so forth. So that will all occur and happen this Friday at Majid Taqwa, seek our lake with the Johanza, inshallah. So we'll make dua for them and all the couples that are going to get married and anybody got uh, nikah Friday Saturday Sunday so send your invitations to Moana Arafat on the number 084-786-3132 so in that way there the Moana will announce it on Friday morning between 10 and 10.30 inshallah 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 Ustad someone listener wants to know can I stay with my husband in the same house after he gave me talaq but in separate rooms because we married community of property and we got kids together Ustad. You didn't tell us the most important thing my sister. If he gave you one talaq then you can stay there with the hope that you'll reconcile during the iddat and if he gave you two talaq then you can stay there during the iddat and you reconcile what is talaq irrevocable but remember if he gave you three talaq then you can't stay there together he must pack up and go from there you can't be staying there it's totally haram because you're haram for one another you're total strangers and so forth so you must tell him if he gave you three talaq he must go and stay by his parents or by his brother or sister or whoever and so forth and so on but for you to fool yourself that he will stay in one room you will stay in one room so half the time you'll be bumping into one another and then you want to go to bathroom shower or other one things will happen so all that is haram and not permissible if three talaks have taken place uh, I think Ustad should just maybe explain to this brother the question he says here there was a question posed yesterday about a boy who eloped with a Shia girl. We are ready to help that boy against them. We will make jihad if they hurt the boy. Remember, brother, this is not speaking of jihad and this and all the things. You're just getting your emotions carried away. You must remember, yeah, you know our fatwa that we say Shias are not Muslim. Yeah, the boy is guilty. What are you speaking of jihad and all these type of things there? Mm. Yeah. So Islamically also he must be given 100 lashes and she must be given 100 lashes. So there's nothing about jihad. Yeah, you're guilty. You must admit you're guilty. So now if they come, if it was your daughter and somebody make her pregnant and deflower her, what you will do? So you also <laughs> will be upset and so forth and so on. There's nothing about jihad and all that, brother. So remember this. Just about big, big talk here and all these things when you don't know all the facts so Ustad, how is it supposed to be islamically when a boy comes to see a girl when the girl is in niqab Ustad? so obviously islam is for all times all places and all circumstances mughira bin shu'bar ta'ala and his senior sahabi and he was already like fixed with that lady so mustafa rahmatulil alameen sallallahu asked her did you see her, meaning her face and so He said, no. He said, unzur ilayha, go and see the face. Because that will bring about more love for the future after you get married and so forth. So Islam will say, when you go and now you want to see the girl, so she will lift up a niqab, but you will not be allowed to be alone with her. She must be there with her father or a brother or her uncle or somebody so that you don't take advantage of the situation and and so forth. So Islam wants to protect her honesty, her chastity, her integrity, and she can't be alone <coughs> with you. لا يخلو أن رجل بمرأتين إلا وثالثهما الشيطان. حبيبنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said, whenever a strange male and a strange female are together and they alone, then the third party day is shaitan, which is haram. The hadith is clear in Mishkat Sharif and Mustad Ahmad. So therefore, the girl who is there, she's in niqab, she must open her face, and then, like when she comes to the Qazi, 
says a court case, and now this lady is a witness. So then, when she's a witness and she's brought to the Qazi in court, so there also she left to open the face. So remember, then the Qazi will question her and so forth, and then you will see that whether she's speaking the truth or lies and so forth, depending on which type of court case it is. Obviously, not in all cases, but if somebody's life or whatever is in you know danger or whatever, so that they will say that in those cases there. So the rule is they must cover their face. But where there's exceptions to the rule, then she'll open the face. So remember that. And then if you're interested, you propose. You're not interested. Then you go and look for another fish. Okay. Mm. Now, Molana, is story time. Uh-huh. You see that there was one brother. Maybe his name was Suleiman. Uh-huh. So now Suleiman had his wife, right? So there. So now, before they were married, he was giving her jewelry, giving her clothing, giving mm. her money, all these things there. Now they got married, they're loving. Now the wife sees no more gifts are coming, no more presents are coming. <laughs> so when she was alone with her husband, that she told Sudiman, he said, gee, he said, how come now no more fish and everything? So he told her, when the fisherman catch a fish, do you ever see him throwing more bait in the water? So he said, no. So he said, now nah, I caught the fish, no more need to the bait. <laughs> And this type of things. But we but we don't agree with that. Remember, that's just a, a story, you see. So our the, the teaching will be now and then give your wife a gift. Why? Because you must appreciate what she's doing. Give gifts to one another that will generate mutual love. When you give gifts, it removes the malice, rancor, hatred. Husband, wife, there must be some argument and so forth. So then to create, to keep that muhabba and love. So that is what Islam, that was just our story to share something light-hearted with you. Hmm. I see there's a sister from Cape Town. She says that, move this up. Why do women get paid less than men for the exact same work they do in the same company? I'm prepared to take them to CCMA Ustad. Sister, I told you all a hundred times, but you don't understand. See, I'm giving you three examples. That the Western world, the Kufar world, they say, no, we must have equality. Men and women are equal and all this and all. So I pose to them this question that you have 45, 46 American presidents. How come from that time till now, 240 years, you never had a female president? 2016, you must remember Hillary Clinton thought definitely she will win and she lost. Trump came in. Then after that, Biden came in and so forth. So America never, ever had a female president. You go to the rogue apartheid terrorist regime of Israel. They never had a female president. They had a female prime minister, Golda Meir, but not a president. So they themselves, they are all this is just talk, you know, to make people fools and idiots. See, I give you another example. See, if you know anything about tennis, when the men play, I'm speaking of professional, so that you must use these arguments against them. When the men play, they play best of five. Five sets they play. The one who wins three sets, he wins. And when the woman play, so remember that they play best of three. So why is there this dichotomy and difference and so forth? So Islam said, The male and the female are totally different. You look at us physically. You look at our responsibilities. You look at our careers. All are different. No man can get pregnant. No man can go and breastfeed and all these type of things there. So now what the Satan brought about, see, Quran is telling you, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 119, when Satan, Lucifer, Shaitan, Iblis, and his cronies were expelled from Jannah and Paradise, so he took various oaths and custom and so forth. And then he said, that I will command them, I will command human being that they must change the creation of Allah. See what Quran is saying. Surah 4, verse 119. So you see, that lady is born Eve. Now Eve said, no, I don't like to be girl and lady, so I'll go for a transgender. I want to become Steve. 
Then Steve said, no, I don't want to be male. I want to become female. So now I become female. From Steve, he became Eve. So they play straight into the hands of Shaitan. So you, my sister, your question itself is wrong. Your roles are different. You must remember that. A Muslim lady, her place is at home. The Muslim man, his place is outside. He must be the breadwinner. He must bring in the income and so forth and so on. But today, now you want to work outside in the office. He want to work in the office. Now he's getting paid 20000 You're getting paid 12000 10000 whatever. So you say, why are we not getting equal pay? We're doing the equal mm. hours and so forth. But I'm telling you, nowhere in life will you find that happening across the board. Because Allah has made men self-different and women different. And I just gave you the examples. In the Western world, they can't even get it right now. But they talk too much about it and so forth. So my sister, you must understand that our name must be Bilal and we must not be thinking like Bali. Our name must be Maryam, but we mustn't think like Mary. So that question the Westerners can ask. But Muslim lady, no. So you must say, first of all, who told you that I must go work there outside, interact with 100 men and all this here? So therefore, we need to understand that we can't be bringing this Westerners custom into Islam and then we compromise and apologize for Islam. No, we will say that that question itself is not applicable in a Muslim society. So uh, uh, somebody says, Ustad, that who has to pay for my wife's funeral expenses? Is it the boy side or the girl side? So remember, whenever the person passes away, so from that person's estate, you will take the funeral burial expenses, the deaths of the deceased, all that you will take from there. But with that, we always say, if the family or the friend or the surviving spouse, the wife passed away, so you, the husband, say, no, it's my wife. She made so much sacrifice, all that. I will not touch her estate, her money, and so forth. I will pay for everything. So I will really recommend that and I will encourage that, brother. But if you are seinach and you are stingy and kanjus and makichus and bakhil and you say, no, 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 I won't give. So then you take from her money or her family and then they pay for it and so forth so it's all flexible issues mm. i see somebody says you tell muftisab my wife likes her cats more than she cares for her own children i mean is she a son of start so obviously it's a case of misguided priorities how she can love the cat and all that more than her own children so i don't know the way you pose the question so now it seems like this you and she she loves you more then number two comes the cats and the kittens. And then number three comes the children and so forth. So you must read two rakats, Allah to shukar. She don't love the cats more than you, my brother. So otherwise, <laughs> it should be a big problem. So simple way, you take all these cats and kittens, go give them to the SPCA, go give to whoever wants them. So now they have become a menace in your marriage because why? She's neglecting her responsibility. It is compulsory upon her that she must spend more time, valuable time, quality time with the children, but she's spending more time with her cat. The cat's name is Samba and us and chips and I don't know, knickknacks and what and what and what names they keep. So all this kind of things there. So the best thing for you to do is that. And if she says, no, 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 then give her ultimatum. Tell her that you spend more time with the children. Otherwise, all these cats and kittens are gone is history. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a curry sap or not, but it says, why are the Shia so upset if they allow muta'a? So why were it's one of their daughters? Then a different set of rules will start. So you must remember that they committed the crime of muta. It don't mean now we must justify this, mm. that we go and say that, no, we can start doing the same thing. I mean, that is foolishness. So Islam is justice with the enemy also. That's what Quran says. وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ the hatred of a people should not make you such that you also become a criminal so you must do justice with your enemies that is what Islam is teaching us so the hatred of people should not make you that you don't exercise justice 
idilu huwa aqrabu lit-taqwa sura 5 sura maida verse number 8 so therefore we got 100 reasons to say the shias are kufar and i always use this one because none of them can refute it and the best part is they gave me the book so remember Khomeini so writes in his book Tawdihul Masail you can make muta prostitution for one hour and so forth so that's their thing and we say it's kufr but does that mean that now we say you are making muta so let me also jump in there so what it means it means the lady is a prostitute so now we must allow our men to go there that's what you are saying it means so remember that's totally wrong and we will say is absolutely Absolutely haram, and he will face, and he must face the consequences mm. for that haram action of his. So, Ustad, my wife wants to be passionate all the time. I'm tired. What should I do, Ustad? So, you must remember. Then you better drink more zamzam and take more dates, my brother. <laughs> and tell your wife not every night is the date night. Every second night. So tell her now you're getting a little bit old and cold. And when she gets overdrive too much and all that, tell her sister, tell her, oh, baby, oh, honey, oh, poppy, oh, darling, it's sunnah to keep fast every Mondays and Thursdays. So you must tell her to fast. And then they got many qada fasts also. So tell her she must fast two, three times a week. So then she also will come right. And then both of you have dates and you have zamzam. Then inshallah, nighttime is playtime. Then no problem with that. Okay, so we ended on a very warm and hot note, mashallah, <laughs> so you must remember that. Okay, let us just go through with our programs, inshallah, to 12 o'clock is news with Brother Suleiman Esop, and thereafter, the rights, that, what is the wrong way and the right way, Bemona Shabir Saluji, mashallah, Darun Zakaria, and then will be 1 o'clock Zohar Azan, 1.05 to 1.30, Surah Muzammil, verses 10 to 19, inshallah, tomorrow we will complete the surah, and that's Thursday, 1.30 to 2, Surah Fatir, and that is 29 to 39, so that Surah also will end tomorrow, and then 2 to 3, creating unity. So you must remember in the Ummah, so that is Mahana Ridwan Kaji, we told you that Brother Yusuf Ali for this week is on leave, he'll be back next week, Monday, inshallah. So then 3 to 3.30, the repeat of this morning's Q&A, very interesting, mashallah. 3.30 to 4, the Seerah to Nabi of Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa or Dawood Siddat and 4 to 5 Mufti Ahmad Khan Puri so regarding the Bissalullah's food Mubarak and then 5 to 7 Mona Khalid Yaqub 7 to 7.30 the repeat of today's Tafsir and that is Surah Fatir and that is verses 29.30 so inshallah remember that tonight it will be live on uh, Sirius FM on Radio Al-Ansar International, inshallah, and Marcus Sahaba. Jamaat is at 7.45, quarter to 8, day in the Tongat Masjid, and will continue till 9.30, inshallah, aziz Make dua for us and the Ummah at large. Make special dua for Palestine, Masjid Al-Aqsa. Ameen. The Jutlas, again, want to come inside Masjid Al-Aqsa. So therefore, we say that one settler, one bullet will settle many issues. These people will never be satisfied till they get the rid of the Palestinians and steal our masajid and Masjid al-Aqsa. Allah Jalla Wala decimate and destroy these enemies of Islam. Amin. Ya Rabbal Alameen. Amin, 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 Thumma Amin. Well, it's uh, 12 o'clock. Time for our 12 o'clock news with our beloved Haji uh, Suleiman Esop. From myself and our beloved Fadila to Ustad, Allah Ta'ala take Ustad safely, inshallah. Amin. Allahumma hadina wa hadibina wa hadina sa jami'a. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.